You're listening to Accent of the Podcast. Today, I hope you learned something new in English. In each episode, I interview a guest who has a distinct English accent. This gives all those English learners out there a variety of accents to listen to and try to understand. In this episode, you will hear from Simone from Slovenia, who is an online trainer for teachers who want to teach online. Hello and welcome to episode number 25. This is really crazy because I only launched this year in February with five episodes and now it's one day before New Year's Eve and I'm at 25 episodes and there are people in over 150 countries listening. Thank you so much for listening to Accented. It's been a very crazy year for everyone. And I was supposed to be living in Canada by now, and I'm still in Sydney, Australia. So my family and I packed up our lives, and I basically started this podcast because I thought I would like something to do by the time I got to Canada, and instead I'm still in Australia and doing the podcast from here. So I'm sure a lot of you have all had different ideas of what your 2020 was going to look like. So today's guest has actually had a lot more traffic because of COVID-19. He is an online trainer who trains teachers in Slovenia and shows them different ways on how to do their courses online. For those of you who don't know, Slovenia is quite a recent country And if you've listened to episode 15, I interviewed Anna, who is Croatian, and Croatia, Slovenia were once part of a country that was known as Yugoslavia. Simone mentions Yugoslavia. Now, it has not been a country since 1992. And some other countries that were part of it were Bosnia, uh, Kosovo, Montenegro, North Macedonia, and Serbia. So as you can see, there were quite a few countries that made up Yugoslavia. What is really cool about my guest today is that Simone barely uses English. With his day-to-day job, he's speaking in Slovenian. And he wants to speak more English, but he doesn't have any opportunities to do that where he is at the moment. So it's great for those listeners out there to hear someone who doesn't converse on a day-to-day basis with someone in English, and he's doing a lot of his study online. I'm really fortunate that Simone uh, took the chance and decided to come on the show even though he may not have felt as confident uh, to speak in English. But I think that's something that some of us need to get past in speaking a second language. Um, It's fantastic that he decided to come on a podcast and chat with me in English. Let's go through some language that was used during the interview. Simone said obligatory. 
Now, the word obligatory means that you have to do it. So some other words that you could link with it are compulsory. So if something's compulsory, it means that it has to, you have to do it. Uh, So obligatory is sort of the same, along the same lines. It's a compulsory is just another synonym of obligatory. You may even hear the verb obliged. So if I'm obliged to do something, I feel like I have to do it. Another great word that Simone used was plethora. Now, if someone was to say um, a plethora of something, that means that there is a large amount or an excessive amount of something. I think it's time to get on with the show. Today, I have Simone with me. He is from Slovenia and Simone is a high school teacher who also is an online trainer as well. Welcome, Simone. Thank you, Kimberly. I'm very pleased to be here and speaking with you. Uh, I hope we have a great conversation about online training. <laughs> Please, I think I'm, I'm not pronouncing Slovenia properly. How do you say it? It's Slovenia. It's fine. It's fine? Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, good. And which part of Slovenia are you from? I'm from Koper. It's uh, near the seaside, bordering with um, Italy and Croatia. Okay. And I'm, I'm amazed you were saying to me that you speak five languages. What are those languages? Well, <laughs> I used to. <laughs> Actually, I don't get to speak foreign languages often. Um, my second language is Italian. Uh, since I live near the border, uh, I'm in a bilingual zone. Uh, so we are studying Italian from, I don't know, when we were seven years old, eight. We started studying and we have an uh, obligatory uh, class until uh, high school, also in high school. So that's my second language. My third would be English. Um, my fourth would be Spanish. I spent a year studying in Spain, Valencia. It was really, really <laughs> nice there. And then uh, Croatian. And when I was in Spain, I also started learning um, German, but I didn't get so that far. <laughs> At the time, I was really into it because I have many friends in Spain from Germany. Oh, that's amazing. I can't even imagine speaking that many languages. But I guess that's what Europeans do. You guys speak a lot of languages there. Here in Slovenia, it's very common that people speak at least three languages. It's not that special (laughs) at all. I I think for Uh, Australians, it is definitely, (laughs) especially for me. I grew up speaking English and then, you know, everybody in the world is generally learning English. And then when you travel, it's like uh, people want to practice their English. True, true. (laughs) Uh, Me too. When when I travel, uh, also when somebody comes to Slovenia, I start speaking English or any language I can just to practice. (laughs) As I mentioned before, when we were uh, speaking, um, 
I don't get to speak often, not, not English, not any other language, uh, because I don't need it for my work. I don't need it for daily conversations. So I get to listen other languages often, like English, mostly every day for 30 minutes, one hour per day, because I, I'm learning a lot from, from the internet, from YouTube, from other online courses. But when it comes to speaking, I have no opportunity. And I've, I really miss speaking it in Spanish, uh, Italian, English, because I like speaking other languages. I, I love languages. It's, I don't know, I just love speaking. <laughs> and how often would you go to Italy? How far away are you from the border? Mm, 15 minutes. <laughs> no. It's so really near. Are you near Trieste? Is that? On the border? Yes. Right. And yes. that's meant to be yeah. a windy city, isn't it? Uh, yeah, quite. Also, copper here where I live. Well, I don't live in copper. I moved from copper to uh, a smaller town because I like living in a house. I, I grew up in a house and I love having a garden and a place for my kids to run around the house and so on. So I'm not... In, uh, living in copper in the city anymore. I move uh, just 10 minutes away to, uh, to a smaller village. Because you lived near the border, do you feel a bit Italian as well? Because you would have grown up speaking that if you're 15 minutes away. Yes. Actually, I grew up watching Italian television, not Slovene television. <laughs> because they had, at the time, they had all the movies all the great cartoons and everything. And Slovenia didn't have that things at the time. Uh, now we have all the movies as other countries, but at the time in Yugoslavia, uh, I guess it was a little bit more restricted or something. Uh, so I grew up watching Italian television and this is where I um, learned how to speak at the beginning also before going to school i was able to speak italian and i also have relatives in trieste what about the cuisine what's the difference between slovenian cuisine and italian cuisine we are also here near the mediterranean we also have the cuisine um similar we we used to well we eat a lot of pasta here and pizzas as well <laughs> But um, we have more uh, dishes like um, like soups. Um, it depends on the region here in Slovenia. Slovenia is very small, but um, very diverse. And you have a plethora of um, different recipes around. <laughs> so each region has something special. Pleskovica is something like... Um, in the hamburger, the meat inside, but it's thicker and more spicy. And chivapcici is made kind of the same meat, um, but shaped like tubes <laughs> and, and on, like, like cylinder, cylinder yeah, shapes. Yeah, yeah. So like penne yeah. pasta or something like that. Yeah. So this is something you get here. It's common. So why don't you tell us, a little bit about your online teaching. You said that you're teaching teachers to 
deliver courses online? True. Um, during the close lockdown of because of coronavirus, um, I prepared a course for teachers since I noticed that not all of them have the needed knowledge to teach online and also uh, the knowledge how to make video tutorials and stuff like that. Uh, since I'm doing this since I'm a teacher and also before, uh, and I know quite a bit about this topic, uh, I decided to make a program and help my colleagues. I explained to them the basics of audio engineering, video engineering, lighting, uh, mixing, then um, video editing. So everything they needed to know to make their own online trainings. And how have your colleagues found online learning? Are they enjoying it? Oh, really depends on. Um, some are um, happy of doing it. Uh, they say it's much easier. It's um, you don't have uh, kids uh, disturbing the class when you're explaining. Um, you have mm, more possibilities for showing. Um, everybody can see better because they have. They are all in front of their own screens and many reasons uh, like that. So it's kind of easier. On the other hand, um, it takes more time to prepare video tutorials. Um, so many teachers are teaching uh, through uh, programs like Meet, Zoom, um, GoToWebinar, or other programs that allow um, live uh, teaching. But it has some drawbacks. Uh, so, for instance, if you prepare a um, video course, uh, video tutorials, then if somebody doesn't understand the first time, can repeat and watch the video again and again. If you have um, a live session, like in class, if somebody doesn't understand, then they have no possibility to watch the video again. Um, okay, uh, the teacher can record the video and put it in the web class. But uh, as I uh, speak to my colleagues and also other teachers, they usually don't do this. So the classes are not recorded. Now, before we um, finish our interview, you were chatting about your English accent and you were saying that your accent is influenced by the many different languages you speak. Can you explain that? Okay. Uh, when I moved to Spain for, to study there, everybody was uh, asking me if I'm from Italy or France. Uh, it seems that my accent, it's um, similar to Italians or French. So uh, I'm quite sure that um, knowing uh, Italian influenced how I speak English. Um, 
So that was when you spoke that, English. Yeah. They thought that. What about when you spoke yeah, Spanish? Yeah. Uh, when I spoke Spanish, mostly they thought I was from um, Fr- uh, France. That's interesting. interesting because yeah, I I don't okay. I studied French when I was in my when I was ten years old. I had a class for two years, um, but since then I never s- spoke it again, and. Maybe I don't know. I I really don't know. <laughs> I I think that I uh, I sound more like a, an Italian speaking English than a French person. Thank you so much, Simone, for coming on and discussing with us about Slovenia and your job. It's been really fascinating. Thank you, Kimberly, for inviting me. I was really uh, pleased to be uh, invited to this um, podcast and I hope you have many more guests and people from around the world in your uh, broadcast and I really hope the best for your broadcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm I'm loving interviewing all these people from all over the world. I, I get to learn so much about where they're living and their jobs and what their life is like. Yeah, it's a great topic and I'm glad you started doing this. I think that people can learn a lot from these conversations. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Bye. Simone was talking about the video tutorials that he has online. So a video tutorial is basically a lesson So if you want to learn how to do something, you can go on YouTube and you can search what you'd like to learn. So some people might want to search how to create a lesson online. They would then come across Simone's video and he would then give them instructions on what they should do for their online lesson. The term audio engineering was also used. Now, All podcasters need to know a little bit about audio engineering. Some are better than others. And it's all about the sound quality that you're getting through your show, how loud it is on someone else's speakers. Uh, Can people understand you? It's quite important uh, as a teacher And as somebody who's creating a tutorial or a video with sound, that they're understood by the learner. He also talks about video editing. Now, when you edit a video, that's when you're cutting up different parts of the video. So you're not just playing the raw video. You're taking out the bits that you like. Also mixing is something that he mentioned, and that's mainly used with music. When one person is speaking, I don't really need to mix uh, this audio track. It's more when you have drums, guitar, bass guitar, singing, and sometimes the drums might be louder than the guitar. So what you would do is you would turn down the drums and turn up the guitar. That is how you mix a track. It depends on what instrument you want to be louder than another instrument. Usually, if somebody's singing, you would want their voice to be the loudest. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of Accented. I'm your host, Kimberly Law. Accented is released on the 15th and 30th of each month. I would love to hear your thoughts, so please leave me a review on the podcast platform where you listen to the show. If you'd like to find out more about me or the show, please visit kimslawofenglish.com. See you next time.